Hey, this is Daniel. Thanks for listening to DIY Money. If you haven't already, be sure to give us a five-star review on iTunes so your friends know that they can learn from the show. Now, enjoy the show. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're listening to another edition of DIY Money. DIY Money. Whoa. whoa. What was, what was aggressive? Was that? that was aggressive. <laughs> Little bass baritone yeah. action. Wow, that was good. Got to mix it up every once in a while. That was really good. How are you today, Logan? I am doing fantastic. Doing wow. all kinds of financial plans today. Okay, very yeah. productive day. Mm-hmm. As you're just getting excited. What's going on with these laces here? They don't look like they match the shoes. They probably don't. I probably uh, need new laces. It's weird when I start talking about apparel or something in a podcast. No one can see that. Like, ah, but just know that those laces don't look normal. Okay. Guys like me don't hire punks like you. All right? So shape up. I mean, it's. I mean, I'm telling the audience, not you. <laughs> you, uh, you know. <laughs> I clearly. know. Yeah, uh, anyways, I mean... okay. So yeah, just distracted me. Got the got the cat print uh, socks on. Yeah, game, my UK the socks game on. Is, the game, the sock game's on point. How else is? How's everything else going? It's good. Hobbies. Yeah. I feel like that's what I need to ask you about. Yeah, hobbies. Um, you know, I haven't done much. I haven't <laughs> done what I need to. Now, I have been reading more, which has been great. Uh-huh. Um, I have been working out more, which has been good. I've been in a nice routine the last week or so um, and really getting into it. So well, there you go. Good. So you have How about you? Are you feeling better? Running Much good better. And- Holy cow. Went through injury. Now I'm back at it. I uh, got a race coming up. It won't be great, but it'll be, you know, it'll be what it needs to be. Uh, prepping for the prepping for the full in April, and mm-hmm. you know, just yeah, good stuff. Just but aches and pains, and along the way, and ugh, you know, it's just getting older. Do you think that is. the the half is no longer going to be kind of your run? You think you're going to run fulls for I, the most I, part? Or? I don't know okay. uh, the answer to that. I think that uh, we will run a lot of uh, the target for this year is. Knock this half out. We're going to Las Vegas in a couple weeks. I don't know when this airs, but we may already be done. Uh, The Las Vegas half, so knock Nevada off the list. Then a full in St. Louis, um, so we'll we'll knock Missouri off the list. And then this summer, I think we're going to do an ultra again, ultra trail run, which I know sounds ridiculous. People are like, what are you doing? But it's really not. It's, It's, you know, if you're in half marathon shape you could actually go run an ultra it's it's not it's not as bad as just because the pace is less pace is just, super slow all it is, I mean, is unless, to finish you're, it, right? unless you're a ridiculous right, you know right. trying to do something ridiculous but pace is slow the hardest part is getting your legs conditioned for the up and down hill that's mm. the hardest part is when i when we did bryce canyon i've done 250 k's and the first was at bryce canyon and I'll never forget because there was you – know, you can pretty much block it into thirds, a third uphill, a third downhill, and a third flat. You know, not in that order, but somewhere along the mm-hmm. way. And I can remember praying for an uphill because my quads were so burned from going downhill. And, I mean, I thought they were going to explode out of my legs. It was awful. I'd never felt anything like that. So when an uphill came, it was like, oh. You know, thank goodness. Because you don't train much running downhill. No, no, and and that was something I uh, did for the second 50k. Is I said, okay, I gotta I gotta do quad exercises. So I was in the gym, you know, getting mm. the quads all beefed up. You know, <laughs> I'm gonna walk out of here a lean, mean fighting machine. Anyway, so whatever. I mean, yeah, I great. Looking forward to great runs. Uh, 
then the goal is in the fall try to do another marathon but the body has to hold up and what what i'm coming to realization i haven't changed any goals yet i don't want to but it's kind of that realization like okay at 45 going to 46 this year how much can i push my body i know there's 50 year old ultras you know full marathoners out there but my body's not that it's not (laughs) it doesn't hold up like that yeah anyways but life is good good life is good i'm tired today though Early morning. Well, you got to get pumped up. Whew, I know. I got to get pumped up. Well, let's go to Joe's question. That'll pump me up. Joe, what do you got? D-I-Y. Hey, guys. This is Joe from Richmond, Virginia. Really big fan of the show. I appreciate all you guys do to educate all of us in finance. Uh, I think it's a really important topic. So first of all, thank you, guys. I've been struggling a lot with the Roth versus 401k debate. Right now, I'm kind of taking a diversification strategy. But I'm curious to know what you guys think about maxing out the 401k before going to Roth or just completely disregarding the 401k and going only Roth. Um, Me believing that taxes will go up in the future and I'll be at a bigger tax bracket. I've been considering moving over to just completely Roth accounts, but I've also been seeing the other side of the argument where they say that you should take that tax deferred money now and you'll be able to kind of work the numbers to get yourself in a lower tax bracket in the future. So I'm curious to know what you guys think. Okay, uh, we have faced this in in Jewel quite a lot lately, and you're right. When you go down this rabbit hole, there's a lot of opinions. We're going to give you our opinion, but the math. When you look at the math, you you know when you run a future value calculation of anything, you can only run it based on the variables that you know. And in order to compare apples to apples, those variables have to be consistent. What I mean by that is we know what the tax rates are today. We can't hypothesize that they're definitely going to be higher. Now, my opinion is they are like yours, but when you run a mathematical calculation, you, you can't do that. So, I mean, you can look back through his. I've heard people go, well, tax rates always go higher. Do they? I mean, income tax rates went as high as the 80s and 90% back in like the whatever, 60s, 70s. I mean, it's crazy. Um, I just... I just made that date up, but it it was high and it was a while ago. Yeah, yeah. So, okay. No, I, just, <laughs> just... I remember meeting. A, I remember meeting a guy one time. Uh, he was in his sixties, and I was lamenting about taxes. And he goes, "That when I was working my butt off, he was you know some big time baller." But he's like, "When I was, <laughs> I paid ninety percent of the income tax. Don't give me that. You're fine." Blah blah blah. And I was like, "Okay." So, anyways, and and he was right, but. Um, you have to you have to use a static variable that you have today, which is obviously today's tax rates. Um, you, you know you don't know the tax bracket you're going to be in, so it's not only tax rates, but then again, what bracket you're going to be in. So you have to assume, okay, you know you know you're in the bracket that you're in today, and then obviously when you're retired, you, you can do that math and be like, well, I'm not going to be getting this W two income. I won't have some of these dependents. Uh, you know, hopefully the kids are out. Well, they can't be your dependents at a certain age anyways, but then you can say, but if I'm taking that money out, you know, now I'm, I'm getting taxed on that money. It's pushing me up in a higher tax bracket. My point in saying all this, Joe, is that when you run the math, the apples to apples, it looks like a crapshoot. Like there's no real benefit otherwise from the mathematics of it. Because if you put money into a Roth after tax and it grows, right, you're taxed on it at a certain percentage and it grows over time, 
it becomes X. If you do that same calculation with post with pre-tax money and it grows and then you deduct the taxes from that, assuming those variables are the same, it's the same amount of money. So where do we land? I am going to, unless there's some extenuating circumstance, and this is probably a case for planning. What I mean by that is there's some other variable out there we're not aware of, um, you know, a, a pile of money or a pension. I mean, just there could be some other things to, to change this. But my true belief right now is on your contribution, you take the Roth 401k option. Now, why is that my opinion? Well, We've alluded to a few of those things. My opinion is tax rates will be higher in the future. Yes, you can get to retirement and you can, you know, sort of massage your tax bracket if you've planned accordingly and be in a low tax bracket, therefore, you know, using the IRA or doing Roth conversions, etc. But if you don't plan accordingly like that and you're just kind of figuring out where to sock 401k money, why even think twice about it? Just do your contribution in the Roth 401k portion. But the other reason that I really like is that when you leave your place of employment, you roll that money over into a Roth and you have now a little bit, a lot more flexibility when it comes to the future of this money. For example, required minimum distributions. If you're a good saver, a good planner, you're going to get to retirement, we hope, and and not need to necessarily be tapping your retirement funds right away, which means you're going to be pushing those out. Well, the government for IRAs, which is what a traditional 401k ultimately would become, does not allow you to do that. They have a, what's called a required minimum distribution, which means they mandate you start taking money out. Now, they keep adjusting that age. Secure Act 2.0 went to 73, and it's actually going up from there. So uh, you know, ultimately, it, it keeps going out. But the reality is, as your money compounds, what happens, we see this so often, is somebody gets into their mid-70s, and every year the government says, guess what? You're taking this big chunk out, no matter whether you like it or not, and you're going to pay us taxes on that. And people are like, what? And then ultimately, their Social Security's taxed, and everything basically goes up in the tax bracket. Now, there's some strategies there that you can do. So if we have older folks listening to this, you can do qualified charitable distributions. You know, there's some other things to plan. But that's the first thing is avoiding the required minimum distribution. So when you leave your place of employment, instead of rolling your contributions over to an IRA, you're rolling it over to a Roth IRA, you are not subject to the required minimum distribution. Number two, upon passing, a non-spouse beneficiary must take an IRA out within 10 years, taxed at their bracket. So that means when you pass away, let's say you and your wife pass or whatever, you're single, I don't know, the money goes on to the non-spouse beneficiary. It basically has to be depleted out of that account within a decade. Again, taxes ordinary income. A Roth also has a required minimum distribution within basically 10 years, meaning you got to deplete it, but there's no taxes. So again, if you're looking at generational planning, which at some point you want to be doing, ultimately, you know, utilizing that Roth and not having your kids have to take it out within 10 years is another bonus. So I'm going to, there's a couple other advantages. Uh, maybe Logan will touch on those. But what I've decided, we've kind of made a firm decision, firm as in Jewel Financial Firm, 
obviously flexible per the person, but for the most part, we're going to look at a situation and go, you should take the Roth 401k. Now, a couple of odds and ends. Currently, the employer contribution goes into a traditional 401k. They don't have the ability to do that. However, also in the SECURE Act, I believe it was in the SECURE yep. Act mm-hmm. uh, 2.0, they are now going to be changing that. So an employee can have the match go into the Roth portion as well. If they take on those taxes. If they take on the taxes that the um, uh, basically is not there when the uh, employer contribution goes into the traditional. Now, I, I know having experience in the 401k industry, even though it went into law, it's going to take some time for that to become a feature within 401ks. I mean, yeah, we see sure. 401ks still to this day that don't have Roth 401k portions, which you're like, wait, what? So uh, there's, there's, you know, it's going to take some time for that, and that's another bridge we'll cross entirely. What say you, Logan? <laughs> All right, kid. Give him the old one, too. Yeah, I mean, I think you covered well kind of our thoughts between traditional 401k, Roth 401k. And it does depend on the person. It does depend on the plan because there's strategies. If you're planning on retiring in your 50s, then there might be some different strategies there or something along those lines. But um, Joe mentioned, and this is kind of a different approach to this question, but he mentioned that he is maxing out his traditional 401k and then putting into Roth IRAs afterwards. I think, and we mentioned this on a previous podcast recently with Daniel, I think people undervalue the uh, benefits of a regular brokerage or taxable account. Mm. I think that maxing out your 401k, whether you're putting it into traditional or Roth, if you're maxing that out, in many cases, and again, this depends on the plan, in many cases, that's enough money that's going into retirement plans in a given year. You don't necessarily need to put the 13000 for you and your spouse into retirement accounts on top of that. I think people very underestimate the flexibility and the different things you can do with a taxable account that can help you reach goals before 59 and a half retirement age that says, okay, now you can start taking out a retirement account. It's shocking to me the people we meet who are well-versed in all things retirement planning investing and they constantly go what else can i do and we go you don't have a general investment account right and they're like well i have a roth i have a 401k and i have my bank account and i and i'm just not getting any money on this and when we go you don't have an investment account and they go they like their eyes glaze over like what are you talking about now that doesn't mean you jump to the Robin Hood meme stock right. Wall Street bets. You're buying, you know, GameStop and tr- flipping Dogecoin. And no, we're not saying you put your trading hat on. What we're saying is, when you participate in your company plan and you're putting twenty two five and your company's matching, do the math. You're especially if you're using Roth. You're gonna have a tremendous amount of money there. Logan's absolutely right. Whether you take advantage of Roth outside of that or not, you know that might be up to a, a planning process. But 
there's a lot to be said. I, I'm a product of this, and I'm thankful that to, that have have done this for for socking money away in in just a general investment account. What I typically do, I utilize basically the the strategies that we we have in our office. Uh, a portion of my money is very passive index allocation. Another uh, portion of my money is ridiculously aggressive, like ridiculously aggressive. <laughs> uh, is a small portion, thankfully. Uh, well, I mean, it's 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 a decent sized portion, but it's overall percentage wise. But anyways, a dividend uh, a model that I'm building slowly over time, uh, in order for that to uh, basically, you know, supplement income, and then and well, that's the three. Those are the three mm-hmm. the three models. So uh, I take now discretionary money or any margin left in the in the uh, monthly amounts, and I continuously dollar cost average into those strategies. Now I'm so glad you brought this up, Logan. Now why why okay? Well, pre fifty nine and a half. I I might not be working as much as I am right now. I'm right. 45. My my long term retire quote retirement. I'll never retire, but you know what I mean. Like mm-hmm. to pull back from 100 hour weeks has always been 50. I've always been like at 50. I'm not I'm not doing this. I'm not doing the time period. That's why we have a Logan in Jewel, right? Logan can pull the 100 hour week. Mm-hmm. So. Ultimately, uh, then it, so then I back away. Well, how, how am I going to use money? Where am I going to get the to replace the income? I can't touch retirement accounts yet. I'm not going to touch my Roth yet. So where can I do that? Well, that's money that's built up outside of retirement accounts. I'm glad you brought that up because it is an underutilized tool, and Absolutely. it's probably the most obvious. Yeah, and I, I think that we, as a young person, it's harped on you so much to use retirement accounts, use your 401k, use your IRA. And having a brokerage account on the side that you can start building up is huge. Um, And it doesn't have to just be for retirement savings. It doesn't have to be for when you're um, in your 50s or in your 60s and you're using it for retirement. You can use it to buy that dream house in 10 years or something like that. Or you can build that money up um, for outside things. We talk about a lot using treasury accounts. Um, You can open up a brokerage account and buy treasuries in it. They're so useful to be able to put money and funds there to kind of reach near-term goals and uh, long-off goals. All right. That was fantastic. Uh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention our phenomenal, phenomenal sponsor of our podcast. (laughs) That's Jewel Financial, J-O-U-L-E, Jewel Financial. You can visit us on the web at jewelfinancial.com. I know many of you have already done this. Uh, because we saw some familiar names of folks that had submitted questions in the past. Uh, you attended our Jewel Financial webinar that we did a week or so ago. Well, now a couple weeks ago. Uh, those of you that are at all interested in learning more about Jewel, the best thing to do, or you're interested in the markets and our views, you know, more than just the, the podcast of you know, DIY Money Style, but go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. Uh, you'll see it right on the front page of the website. We don't spam. We do not sell the, you know, oh my goodness, I signed up for a newsletter, not a newsletter, I signed up for a, like more information on a product the other day. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Now I'm getting emails well, and, and newsletters. It feels like and, when you unsubscribe to something, uh, oh, then you get subscribed to three more there's things. There's no such the same thing. Yeah. It's like, oh, you mean you really wanted to subscribe yeah. again. Like you don't really mean that. Oh, Anyways, we don't do that. We we uh, we have thousands of people on our email list 
Never sell it. Never uh, spam you with nonsense. What we do with that, we put out commentary on what we're doing in the markets, what we're seeing in the markets, strategies, updates on tax changes, yada, yada. Um, and then ultimately, we uh, do webinars and videos and so forth. So you can learn more about that at Jewel, jewelfinancial.com. All right. Uh, all uh, Joe did was sent us an audio question. I still get written questions sometimes audio question jump on your phone make a voice memo email it to podcast at diymoney.org that's podcast at diymoney.org if we use the question we'll give you a $25 Amazon gift card so thanks Joe for that question it was a good one hope you found value in the answer remember friends the secret to financial success is pretty simple live on less than you make invest the rest and do so for a very long time make it a great one Thanks for listening to this episode of the show. If you want your questions aired on the show, be sure to send that to us and you'll get a $25 Amazon gift card. This show is for entertainment and educational purposes only and is not intended as personal financial advice. Before making any financial decision, please do your homework and consult a financial advisor as needed.